a few days ago, you did inform me that our local Demon Busters got a what was it, old Larry it the Cable a Guy? Five. Yeah, old Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector came to our DNB and was like, "I'm Larry." And I'm the health inspector. And holy fuck, this is the worst Dave and Busters I've ever been to. Apparently the um, uh, AL.com posted an apology because they fucked up. What? Um, Hoover's adult arcade eater Dave and Busters got his first food safety inspection seven months after opening, scored a 65. The report, however, was published errantly. Removed from public view, and the restaurant got a score of 90 today. Because the health department person fucked up their report. Oh, it was definitely Larry then. It was all Larry coming in. And that was how Larry got fired. (laughs) It actually wasn't, like, it was Larry performing his god powers of making a restaurant worse by just invading it with roaches. Yeah, that's what it was. He walked in, it was like, Greetings, for I be Larry the Health Inspector. Roaches! It costs how much to play that Luigi's Mansion? <laughs> A Luigi's Mansion! Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tanner. And the S, bless me, Father, for I am the B. And you are the Father. You are uh-huh. Father now. That's the kind of Father you are, right? Yeah, yeah I'm the, I'm a, I'm a priest. You're the priest-like Father. They I'm... cannot have the babies. Yes. I mean, technically, we're both priests, because I did get bored one day and just made you a priest. No, no, no. It's just, we, we are ordained by someone. Yes. And that may be that might just be a giant heap of noodles in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old uh, flying spit. Also, who the fuck am I for the people at home? Uh, the the yes, the father. Um, you could. Oh, I <laughs> thought we had our names on the Fight Boys poster behind us, and I just say, look at the poster. He's back there. Oh, it's... my name is a uh, fight. My name is Fight Boy. <laughs> they called me Fight Boys. Boys. Fight Boys. You are you are you are. My name is Skultia Skroskadivik, but you can call me Skultia. Yes, hello. Oh, shit. Yeah, I am a dad, and luckily, what sucks is the fact that we said we weren't going to miss another week after we recorded the last episode, and then we missed another Another week. week. You know, like we do. Yeah, it's okay. We're releasing these in sequence, so it it doesn't seem like we missed a week, but we did, but it's been so long since I had... It's been... Oh fuck, it's almost been three weeks since that old that old nugget popped out of my wife. And Blake. That's the that's that's the phrase right there. And Blake, it ain't what you think, buddy. 
Because guess what? I had, like, the movie version of what birth is like, where, like, the dad is in, like, scrubs and shit, and he had to wash up and make sure everything was clean. I didn't even take a fucking shower, and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can come in here and just watch the miracle of life. Okay? I think fucking Pigpen from Peanuts could have pimped up in that bitch and be like, I'm here to observe. Oh, no, 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 I'm your doctor. I'm your Dr. Pigpen. Um, so, okay, here's what had happened. We, it was Friday night, and we're kind of chilling, and Emily's just like, ah, oh, the contractions are getting a little bit close, and my water may have broke. I don't really know. I'm like, okay. At that point, I'm like, you're the only person that's been through this one before, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you fucking did this before. Why do you not know this? It's like, and I'm going to so- defer to you. Yeah, and so she goes, oh, let's go to the hospital and have them just check it out. Because we'd already done that before, and they were like, no, you're fine, you're not in labor, uh, but we are going to keep you here for two hours to waste your fucking time. I'm like, all right, awesome. Um, so we um, go- It almost reminds me of the time that we were going to record, and then you said, uh, we might have to, might have to postpone, uh... Yeah, and then I believe your phrase was, is that the big, uh, or, and I'm like, yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so we go to the doctor's office, or to the hospital, and you'd think, like, anytime you see it in a movie, it's like the woman getting carted up in a wheelchair, and they're like, she's pregnant, the water's broken. No, we kind of just walked in and sat in a fucking waiting room, watching... Disney Channel, and Blake, I don't know if you've seen modern day Disney Channel. Don't. It's so fucking bad, dude. I've seen some bits and pieces. It's real rough. Like, we were all in there making fun of it together. Like, it was us, and then another pregnant couple, and like this whole family, and we're all sitting here like, this is fucking bull- Did she just turn into a dragon? Okay, that's cool, I guess. Cool, Um, what were you watching? I don't know what it, I think it might have been like the Descendants, because the Descendants has like, because a woman jumps off a boat, and then turns into a fucking octopus, and then another woman turns into a dragon, and all of this is happening while we're thinking, our baby's coming, someone help us. And they're like, no, 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 they're here for you. Here, let me turn it to this champ. This is Daniel Tiger, he's gonna be your birth counselor. (laughs) Daniel Tiger is your midwife. He's going to coach you through this. Um, so they take us back into the, like, I guess it's like a secondary room, like the hold first room they put you in to be like, is she actually about to do the whole dang thing? And so they test and they're like, ah, you're pretty close. And it was the day of our, uh, the day the baby was supposed to be out. So we're like, just fucking put us back there. If the worst comes to worst, induce us. Yeah, so, so they, thankfully, you know, we got back from Vegas before that happened. Yeah, and here's the thing. They put us in just this lush, almost like hotel room, and we just hung the fuck out for like three hours. They weren't like, okay, everyone wash up and make sure you're clean. Make sure dad get ready to coach your wife. Because I was fucking ready, dude. I was sitting there ready to do all like the holding the hand and be like, okay, honey, you're fantastic. You can do this. I believe in you. Just breathe with me. You've got this. It's okay. Like I was about to coach the fuck out of, I had my RuPaul shit on. I thought you were about to say, no, babe, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got my catcher's mitt. 
<laughs> Shoot that baby! Which, by the way, ain't far away from what happened. Because they put in... They shove a needle in her back, which is a thing that I would never be able to do, so she's already a stronger person than I'd ever be. Do that. Um, get her ready. And then they bring us back into the room. Cut to about hour and a half later. And they come in, and they're like, okay, we think you're probably around the time, like, your contractions are close enough, we think that the baby's about to come out, so we called the doctor, she's coming down, pop up them, pop up them haunches, and we're gonna do some test pushes. Which I'm like, she's done this before, she don't need to do test pushes, she knows how to do this. Cut to, my wife cranking up them legs... And the nurse looking down and going, don't fucking laugh, don't sneeze, don't push, she's already crowning. And I'm staring now like, what the fuck do I do? And she's like, we'll tell you what to do when the time comes, Dad. It's okay, you've got this. And I'm like, the fuck is happening? It's like, oh no, I really don't feel anything, it's fine. Oh, that's because the baby's already here. Dude, you're not lying, because, like, then they're like, okay, uh, one of the mom, one of the grandmas, get on this corner, grab a leg, dad, get on the corner, grab the other leg, I grab a leg, the doctor is now in fucking, <laughs> in huddle position, <laughs> getting ready for that thing to Red come 42. out. Red 42, yeah. hut, hut, baby! And... And once again, I'm still waiting. I'm ready to do my full-on dad duty of like, you've got this, honey. Just breathe. You can push through it. And you know what it's like in a movie is the ha, ha, ow, ah, like the screaming. My wife did not scream once. It was like she had a fairly rough poop is the best way I could describe her actions through this because I go to grab her leg. And the doctor's now there waiting, and I did the one thing my wife said to never do, and that's to look. And I looked, and there was already a fucking head there. The head was out. It was already there. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot faster than I thought. She's not pushed yet. She's not done anything, and the head's already poking out like a fucking puppet show. And then she just goes, all right, push. And Emily barely pushes, and whoop, baby's fucking here. You know what? That baby's a real self-starter right there. This baby is a self- No, okay. Here's how I know my baby is a boss-ass bitch. The doctor grabs her, and we wanted to do a delayed cord clamping so she could get some extra nutrients from mom. It's supposed to help the baby be smarter. My baby said, fuck you, because as she came out, this is literally what happened. She comes out. The doctor goes, okay, cut the cord. Cut the cord now. And we go, what's wrong? The baby had tied a knot in her umbilical cord. Uh. And she go, she stares and she's like, this is a fucking miracle, baby. What are you talking about? There's a knot in her cord. She should be dead right now. I'm like, no, 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 no. This was a fucking power move from the baby to be like, I don't need nobody. <laughs> And then I, of course, cut the cord, which is not as easy as it as you'd think. It is made of flesh. Yeah, which I thought was going to really mess me up. But no, it's kind of like cutting a marshmallow in half. It it's is. just kind of like sawing through that. Um, so that happened. Then my baby, no joke, flipped the doctor a bird. Mm-hmm. 
good, then wanted good, a, good. Then, then wanted a titty in her mouth. This baby is me. She wanted a drink after flipping the doctor the bird. The baby gives no fucks. I love her to death for it. Like, um, the other day, my, uh, my in-laws were over at the house, and her mother grabbed Ripley and is looking at her like, Oh, you love her so much! You, lo- you, love-, you love Grandma so much, don't you? The baby legit, her face went, Uh, no. No, thank you. I'm good. Oh, I love babies when they get the weird faces going on. Oh, yeah, the, this baby gives no fucks. My baby's ready to fuck everybody up. Oh, yeah, Gazi in the chat with the quote of the night, Scotty's baby is going to grow into a fucking god. Oh. She's just going to start screaming at people. Well, that's all good. I'm glad. I'm very happy for you, but, you know, I'm going to Ikea next week, so I think that it's uh, equaling it- out. It's pretty much the same thing going to Ikea and having a baby. Instructions you don't really understand. Yep. A lot of confusing things going on. I'm going to buy like three wooden babies. <laughs> you pop the leg here. The arm screws into joint here. There is an attachment that you can add if you want to. And, yep, see, you can make your baby flip the bird to the doctor. The wooden yeah, doctor. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, so that's how my life is. And then ever since then, it's been nothing but kind of chilling, watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race, and, like, chilling at home, and that's it. Uh, but how, how's your shit been doing, buddy? E- um, E3 happened? How's that, you fucking nerd? <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> I don't want to talk about E3. I'll talk about that good-ass Nintendo conference. That's about hey, it. Hey, Keanu Reeves did a thing, that's all I know! Waka waka! Yeah, that's all everybody knows. Keanu Reeves is a fantastic person that did a fantastic thing. This should not be new news, people. You've oh, yeah, yeah. not followed him for the many years that I have. I was a Keanu fan back in the days. Days of yore, the days, the days when he was putting out the second and third Matrix movies. I stuck with him! See, with me, there was a time where Keanu Reeves was almost like a joke of an actor, because he did have that very just, like, calm voice. And this, it's going into my Nicolas Cage, I'm sorry. But he was just very, like, I know kung fu, like surfer boy. And now that he's like, I think John Wick was the turning point where everyone was like, oh, fuck, Keanu can get it, okay. Also, he put a lot of gravel in that voice. Oh, yeah, that sex gravel. Mm. Which is our new product on a load, merch dot a load of purebs dot com. Sex gravel. Get, Don't it's worry, just we a pack. This- it's a pack of Marlboros. It's a pack of cigs. Just soak them down. No, we put the sex in ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we just fucking come on a pack of cigs. I didn't say that. What? <laughs> just, <laughs> you're right. It's already out. It's a vat. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> Uh, okay, hold on. No, 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 no. Now I want to build this Joker, <laughs> this new, <laughs> this new fucking origin story for the Joker, where he falls into a vat of BS gum. Oh god! <laughs> and then pops out. Oh. He's he's got a fucking beard <laughs> and a fucking fucking cabbie hat on. And he fights Batman. Can we talk about Vegas again? I feel like they're being 
No, there's more cum in Vegas. Yeah, there was a lot in Vegas. So anyways, what do you want to talk about this week, buddy? What's your plan for uh what's your plan for world domination this week? Well, I'm gonna take a complete one eighty in what we were talking about and go back to uh a, a, a memory that I had the other day because okay. um it just kind of popped into my mind, it creeped in and I remembered that there was a Nintendo sixty four game that I love to play, like, absolutely, but it could never cooperate with me. I could never get to play it because, well, Scotty, let's just say it didn't really listen to me. Oh, I know what you're talking about, and it's such a bad game, but I love it. I love it so much. I wish I could. It is a Hey You Pikachu. Yes. And See, I thought. I, did you ever have an N sixty four game that was not super popular that you fell in love? Because I did, and it was called like Rocket the Robot or some shit. And I loved that game, but no one knows what it is. I had a bunch, but I there were only a few that I actually played, including Pokemon yeah. Stadium and DK sixty four. Oh, did you? Ne- were you not a Iggy's Wrecking Balls fan? Now, I played a lot of the Destruction Derby games that were on in 64, too. Those those were very good. Uh, but yeah, Hey You Peak, or do you want to make Hey You BS, perhaps? No, I, first I want to talk about why I realized... So, Hey You Pikachu, for those that don't know, it is essentially a pet game where you get to take care of a Pikachu by talking to it via a special microphone attachment for your Nintendo 64 controller... That I bet was very expensive. It wasn't, because I had it. It was not that ex- Well, I didn't buy it, so I don't know off the top of my head. But as far as- I don't think it was that expensive. Because as someone who is a connoisseur of microphones now, this fucking thin Bob Barker prices right-ass microphone couldn't have cost that much. You also have to remember this is the 90s we're talking about. Where everything costs a lot more. Yeah, fair but, point. Um, so you talk into the microphone, and Pikachu had like two hundred and fifty some odd words that it recognized. Yeah, uh, like "Hey, come here." What's up? Uh, eat, come. Kill. Um, <laughs> kill. Jump in that vat of cum. <laughs> yep. Um, destroy Bulbasaur. Make yeah, Squirtle yeah. sad. Um. Eat the Geodude. That's a weird <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, God, that sounds so painful. Uh, but Break uh, your teeth on the Geodude, Pikachu. Do it. I'm your master. Pika. Do it. <laughs> Do, Do it, it John. <laughs> You're fucking palpitating the Pikachu. Pikachu's got two lightsabers up against, like, a Porygon's fucking skull. Pika. Do it. <laughs> Slices its head off. So, um, Pikachu recognized a bunch of words, and you'd normally have to tell Pikachu to do different things. Yeah. Talking into the microphone. Yeah. It rarely worked for me, and I could never really figure it out until I was thinking about it the other day. And I realized that I wouldn't say, hey you, Pikachu. I would be saying, hey you, Pikachu! <laughs> So you're Pikachu! Thinking the, the Pick southern. up that chestnut, Pikachu! 
The southernism was enough to take it out. We should fucking test this. Because you know they did, like, Alexa versus Siri versus, like, all of them. Which one can recognize the most accents? I kind of want to do this with Hey You Pikachu. We pick up one and we're like, Hello, Pikachu. Pick up the chestnut, Pikachu. I am the captain now, Pikachu. Pikachu. Catch Dratini. Pikachu! Pikachu! Why are you running? Why are you running, Pikachu? Get ready to cook that magic carp! Kick it at Pikachu! Uh we gotta find that lost polywag! <laughs> so okay. What are, are you proposing, hey you southern redneck Pikachu? Where he's just got like a can of dip in his mouth the whole time? No, I think we need to make a new updated version of Hey You Pikachu and I didn't think of any better way to do it than to tie it in to the most recent Pikachu movie. Hey, you, Detective Pikachu. Thank you. This is what I've wanted this entire time is, hey, you, Detective Pikachu. Yep. Because then he can talk back to you. He can be like, hey, fuck you. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. This is a a mature game. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Also, strangely, for the N64, which is going to be a hard selling point. Yeah. But I think we could... Did you see Detective Pikachu? I haven't, so we're going to play with this. Well, not only that, I just want to say my favorite moment during the pregnancy, like during the last month, because the last month it's like every single day waiting for something to pop off. And at one point, I just messaged Emily like, hey, do you think baby's coming tonight? Because I was at work. I don't know. The contractions are fairly close. Why? Do you think I have time? To go see the good, good yellow rat movie? <laughs> Can I go see? And she's like, I want to go see it. I'm like, how about this? You haven't seen Endgame. I'll take you to go see Endgame if I get to go see the good yellow rat film. <laughs> she's like, damn it, Scotty. I'm like, ah, let's do this, baby. Can I, uh, can, okay, can I spoil it real quick? Yeah, that's fine. Because this is my favorite spoiler in the history of fucking cinema. This th- I've maintained this will be our generation's Bruce Willis was dead all along from The Sixth Sense. Because the premise of Detective Pikachu does involve the fact that there's an, e- there's an evil guy, obviously, who's trying to develop a system... Where you and your pe- like you and your Pokemon become one, and you become one entity, and that way you can live forever through your Pokemon, and you can evolve to the next generation. And also, a secondary plot point is the fact that the main character's dad died in a car crash with his Pikachu. <laughs> And then suddenly a fucking talking Pikachu shows up, voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Cut to the end of the fucking film, where Mewtwo reverses everything because he was the good guy, then floats down, and he's just like, there's one last change that has to be made. And then looks at the Pikachu, and everyone in the theater at once goes... The fucking dad's a Pikachu! Is it fucking Jack Frost? 
It's Jack. Well, no, what it is is Mewtwo allegedly causes the car crash that kills his dad. But what happens, and this is not a joke, is that the dad is on his deathbed about to die. Mewtwo floats down and is like, Your Pikachu is giving of its body for you to live on, Craig. Come with me and you will be together again, Craig. You can live forever through your Pikachu. Cut to the end of the film, where main character Jaden Smith, who is apparently not related to Will Smith, even though I thought he was, uh, is sitting at a bus stop, and then you hear, Hey kid, how you doing? And he turns around, and it's Ryan fucking Reynolds just standing there with a normal Pikachu next to him. It was the best shit that... It was the most buckwild film, and I loved it so much. Wait, this is... This isn't J... It, was, it isn't Jaden Smith in the movie. It's just, it, a, it's just a Smith. Oh, fuck. Okay, wait, no, no. Jaden Smith is related to Will yeah, Smith, then. Jaden Smith is Smith. Will Smith's actual son, not Justice Smith. Justice... Okay, that's what it is. So, hey, you, Justice Smith, our new video game we're creating. All right. Um, so we had our five-minute fun fun fact about Detective Pikachu. Yes. And so I think that this is what we're going to have to do. Is it's going to be a sequel. And okay. you and your dad okay. have to solve crimes, except your dad can freely fuse with the Pikachu. And he's oh, okay. Ryan Reynolds. And he fuses with the Pikachu just to be a good detective because no one expects the Pikachu. I was afraid that you were going to say our new video game, Hey You Ryan Reynolds, and it's Ryan Reynolds, just his body taking over the Pikachu. So it's just Ryan Reynolds in a cage going, Pika! Pika! Oh, I would maybe, though, Ryan Reynolds? Like, you play as Ryan Reynolds with the Pikachu on your shoulder. It's a prequel! This is the prequel! Wait a minute. What if Hey You Pikachu, like, obviously we were always the one who owns the Pikachu, but what if it was always implied that we were Ryan Reynolds all along? Oh, that we're always Ryan Reynolds, and we're controlling the Pikachu's actions by talking through the Pikachu. And, you know, like, I feel like the real Detective Pikachu was the Ryan Reynolds we made along the way. That's what I've always Mm. thought. Okay, so how are you going to update... How are you going to update it to make it more accessible, really? Um, it's going to be a fucking gritty city walk. Okay. And you're going to be solving mysteries in episodic format and their Pokemon murders. Okay, so what you're suggesting is Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, but it's all controlled by your voice. I so would the actually whole- say it's more like Sam and Matt. Oh, okay. I thought... Like a point-and-click adventure, but you have to tell Pikachu what to pick up. No, 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 no. You have to tell him exactly where to go. You're like, left corner! Left corner! Left corner! And then he, like, walks to the middle. Fuck! No! Left corner! Damn it! Pikachu, use pipe with string. (laughs) Pikachu, use pipe with string. Okay, Pikachu, there's a big wall of fire in front of you. Use fire extinguisher. No. Pikachu just walks into the wall of flame and dies. Damn it, Pikachu! 
Okay, we'll try that again. Pikachu, use flamethrower. Pikachu through flamethrower. No, what? <laughs> oh, and then it explodes in the fire. And then it kills Pikachu again. Yeah. I love that. No, I prefer this, the Pokemon Death Simulator. All the different ways you can force Pikachu to die in one scene. This sounds like a Newgrounds game, actually. That's true. So, first you gotta solve the um, a triple murder between a Bulbasaur, a Squirtle, and uh, a Charmander. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out that, in the end, all three of them killed each other through a horrible happenstance. That Pikachu has to find out. It's like in a fucking wrestling match where two guys run at each other and clothesline each other at the same time. Except it's Charmander using flamethrower as uh, as fucking Bulbasaur uses like Vine Whip on Squirtle. Then Squirtle using a Hydro Bump on the Charmander and then they all die at once. And the final murder that you have to solve because... um. Like, through the whole game, Professor Oak is helping you, like he does in a lot of the early Pokemon games. Yeah. Until he's found dead mm-hmm. in his lab halfway through the game. And you'll have to find out who killed him. Until you find out in the end, it wasn't Professor Oak at all, it was a ditto. It, that's what I was gonna fucking say! Yeah. I was gonna say the whole, through the whole thing... Which, by the way, this is also a spoiler for Detective Pikachu, because this whole fucking thing we're saying plays out in the movie. Fuck. (laughs) Of the fact that a Ditto is one of the human characters throughout the whole entire thing. And in case you're wondering what's definitely the newest Tumblr kink, at one point, the love interest, Ditto turns into it, but it still has Ditto's face. And the whole time I'm like, someone's jacked off to this. Someone's getting it to this fucking Ditto. Someone's into this. Someone's into this plus Banner Hulk. (laughs) Yeah. Um, how about... How about instead of it being murders, we're now uh, doing <laughs> Detective Pikachu SVU, and there's one who's just doing terrible things to its ditto because he keeps trying to make his ditto turn into like, oh, can you be Katy Perry today, ditto? Ditto, could you be, uh, could you be fucking uh, anybody, ditto? I just want you to turn into him, and then I'm gonna do dirty, nasty things to my ditto. Oh no! You, although what we could do is. We, uh, pull a little bit of, um, a reference from the earlier Pokemon games, and we could bust up a Ditto breeding program. Because, you know, a Ditto can be a universal father for any Pokemon. Oh, no. (laughs) It's a Ditto fuck ranch. It's a Ditto fuck ranch. (laughs) Oh, God. Ditto. Like, it goes into, like, these Dittos have perfect IVs. They've... Someone had to genetically modify these dittos to fucking make the best Pokemon. Like, other than Ditto Fuck Ranch, which is my favorite thing to put on a salad, this is also a fucking plot point in Detective Pikachu. You're just rewriting the film before our very eyes. Why? Oh, I'm so angry I didn't put this to paper before they made this damn movie. You could have done so much more. You could have written this whole film on your own, buddy. I basically already tried to and make it into a stupid game, but they already did it. They already did the whole ding-dang thing, baby. Oh, okay, hold on. We're just gonna... We're gonna t- 
wipe the slate clean. Okay. Detective, hey you, Detective Pikachu. We're going to move back out to the country. Yeah. Detective Pikachu is going to start a farm. <laughs> okay. And he, at what point Detective Pikachu starts teaching his Pikachu children how to shoot with a bow and arrow. And Detective Pikachu turns away and then turns back and all of his Pikachu children are gone. <laughs> and now... <laughs> <laughs> and that detective Pikachu gets a katana and fucking kills so many Asian people. <laughs> 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 hey, you problematic detective Pikachu. Oh my god. The whole oh. Hoenn region's been murdered. <laughs> the Hoenn region's been murdered. And then fucking Ash Ketchum shows up, just staring. He's like, I need you back. And he turns around with the katana. And then Ash sacrifices himself to get the soul the soul ball to, that they're going to use to catch up. God, when it really should have been Detective Pikachu that sacrificed himself, though, huh? It really made sense in the story, but they decided to just let Detective Pikachu live on. To uh, go help fight a ch- uh, th- what's a good th- no, it's no, still Mewtwo. It's still Mewtwo, but he's um a lot thicker. It's a thicker Mewtwo. You know, Mewtwo done bulked up. That bulky fucking Mewtwo. Mewtwo went on a spree of like killing all the legendaries, I guess, and taking yeah, yeah. their magic legendary rocks uh-huh. and putting Can- them into his fists. <laughs> Can I just say one of my favorite things about the firstly, yes, that's a good that's a good thing. If this wasn't a comedy podcast, you'd be doing fucking brilliant right now. Um, one of the, I, I listened to a podcast where the writers were on there talking about Detective Pikachu, and they're like, "Well, we knew we had to have Detective Pikachu, but there was one thing we really wanted to let people know at home, and we wanted uh, one result out of this movie, and it was that fucking Psyduck rules ass." <laughs> That's and they're like we had to make Psyduck the secondary character because fuck yes yeah, Psyduck. It's like all right, y'all. Man, you remember when Psyduck was a joke in the first season until it wasn't? Oh, he's still a joke in this one. I oh. mean, there like there's the he gets his moment and it's the most telegraphed moment of all time. No, so yeah, it's a it's Psyduck then because that's all Psyduck ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, um, I felt a bit offended. Because, you know, most of the Pokemon turned out looking real fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, they all looked really good in who they are. Like, Bulbasaur's looked amazing. But Chiboy loves Totodile, and that monstrosity deserves to be burned in fucking hell for what they did to him. He looks like a real tiny crocodile that would fucking smoke meth behind the school. Glad I'm not the only one that thought that, because Totodile is my favorite starter of them all. Yeah, baby! Yeah, we're on that Totodile hype train! Yeah, because you gotta get up to that for alligator. Uh-huh. That and boss then, motherfucker. And then, of course, there is a dope-ass scene where Pikachu's trying to use a uh, a magic harp. He's literally trying to hit a Pokemon with another Pokemon in a battle, and he just throws the magic harp at him. And then, of course, you know what has to happen. Gyarados out of nowhere! Gyarados out of nowhere, because that's how you evolve a magic harp. You... 
You pull the Magikarp out and you hit it with things until it evolves. You smack it a Charizard in the face with the Magikarp and then it turns into... A- My thing is, Gyarados is a water animal. He was not in any water, but he still seemed to be doing fine. That's because it's also dragon, so it's cool. It's cool, it's cool, it's I no big deal. Gyarados can fly. Don't quote me on that. I've seen a Gyarados fly before, but it may just have done a real good jump. Blake, that might have been someone with a Gyarados kite. <laughs> they were just getting it. It was a big, big Gyarados kite. Or it might have been at the end of the Pokemon, the first movie, when you two made all of them fly. Yeah. Uh, but, so, you know... Let me take these clones away to a better place and start a real Pokemon society away from you fucking humans. But, you know, I really would like a Gyarados kite, but I just can't afford it right now, so I think we need to go to the Shield Station. Ding, ding. <laughs> So, Blake, I want to get some awesome merch, like no one other has. Get some shirts, posters, and cups. Where can they be found at? Merch.loadofpurebs.com. Yeah, sorry, guys. Pokemon! (laughs) That's where we got all of our awesome merch. We got cups, we got posters with a bunch of different awesome designs on it. I really, I need to get some of the BS posters because I love the designs for them. Uh, and they're all over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's where you, it all goes to support us. It helps out the show a lot if you'd like to pick up some shirts or stuff like that over there. But, Blake, what if they're just good people and they don't want to have to donate, like don't want to have to buy merch? Where, where could they go instead? Uh, patreon.com slash a load of BS. What? What's that? Oh my god, queen. Hi. Um, it's where you can patronize us. <laughs> By giving us $2 a month. Patronize me, daddy. <laughs> like the people at Dragon Con are just patronizing us by being like, yeah, they can come. It's fine. It's fine. They oh, it's can- great. Oh, by the way, people are actually commenting about us on Facebook. Oh, babies, we're getting famous. I can't see any of it. But, uh, yeah, if you do donate at patreon.com slash a load of BS, you get access to our Discord, where you can hang out, chat with us, get, like, exclusive news before we can let the entire world hear about it, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, you get access to our stupid dumb show, You Paid For This, where me and Blake make ter- watch terrible movies and then commentate over them. We still need to do... This month, and Blake, I'm sorry, but I do want to watch the worst film of all time, The Cat in the Hat. Okay. (laughs) I told you... I told you that I want to still be your friend, right? Oh, yeah! (laughs) I've told you that I used to have to watch this movie... Because they made all of the children get together in like a big auditorium and watch it when I wait. Hold on, explain this is explain that this was at work because it does make it sound like you just corralled some children off the street and then made them watch Cat in the Hat. Part of an indoctrination camp for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Now this is what I taught at the zoo. Is great. I mean, it was either watch the horrible Cat in the Hat movie or the Lorax. It's like, why wouldn't you watch the Lorax all the time? Yeah. Um, but yeah, in addition to getting those that terrible show where I'm going to make, apparently just ruin our friendship. 
Uh, you also can get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like the Patreon Saints of a load of BS, Deborah Scott Moore, my mom and dad, and then, of course, our first mate, Salty Frank of the Seven Seas. Thank you guys for donating, and if you want to get shouted out alongside them, you can just by donating at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck. And is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest, plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown, the plaidest plaid on the plaid, the man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid, the lake. Tenor. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! So, Blakey T, we've talked about... <laughs> we've talked about the fucking Ditto... The Ditto Fuck Ranch... <laughs> And we've talked about, hey, you, Ryan Reynolds, Pikachu. But I want to talk about, have you ever, that like... Was a, that wasn't so much of a pitch as we just kind of just started talking about Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Well, that's your fault, because you would just be like, hey, here's an idea. How about this? <laughs> that's already in the movie, bud. We're doing an accidental recap of the whole film. God, why didn't I make this movie? Yeah. But, uh, I... I could have made it better with Ditto fucking. Yeah. Have you ever heard, like, people who get famous on the internet being like, well, I posted this video and it didn't get a lot of views, but then, like, one or two years later, it started to really pick up steam out of nowhere, and a lot of people started watching it at once. Oh, we've, yeah. We've got that going on right now. But it's not leading to people liking us more. In fact, it's doing the opposite, because... Uh, two years ago, while I was still in Orlando, we did a live stream, and on that live stream, we kind of just watched a bunch of Toby Keith music videos <laughs> and reacted to them, and so I posted on our YouTube channel, probably two years ago, a video of us watching Toby Keith's How Do You Like Me Now and reacting to it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and somewhere like a month ago, the fucking floodgates opened. And, like, hundreds of people started pouring in to watch this video, leading to comments like this. Do you dumb shits ever shut up? Good God, I could only whole handle about 12 seconds of this. And then my favorite one, because you know what a reaction video is. You watch bits of a video and then react mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. Bro, you guys fucking suck. Play the video. To which I replied, I mean, the video's on YouTube. If you all watch the video, go watch the video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how a riff track works. Yeah, we would just watch it and then comment. I'm kind of, hold on, let me just see what the count is at this point. Because at some point, I looked down and I was like, that's a lot more views than I thought we had on this. Let's see, in like the past two weeks, we have gotten up to... Almost 200 views, which is pretty damn good. Um, 
three thumbs up, five thumbs down, and six comments. I don't know why. Oh, shit. Gazi does- Gazi in chat does say we need to be careful with the Keith man. People are vicious when defending him. Uh, alright, so we're gonna have to take to Twitter. We're gonna- <laughs> Dear Twitter, what you think about Toby Keith? Yes? No? No, what I'm thinking, Blake, is the only way to redeem ourselves is to make the sequel. <laughs> but the sequel will not involve reacting to the music video of How Do You Like Me Now. It would involve making the full-length motion picture of How Do You Like Me Now by Toby Keith. And, uh, do you, do you I want to know, what do you remember of How Do You Like Me Now? I remember... He was at, like, a high school football stadium. Yeah, basically, Toby, a woman is invited to Toby Keith's high school football stadium, and Toby Keith is just walking around it like the creature from It Follows. Oh, just, yeah, it's like, just Toby tormenting her for a while, isn't it? Yeah, because he's walking around as she reads a letter that's just like, I've waited 20 years to tell you my true feelings. Meet me at the football stage. <laughs> and so she's there. Because apparently she's just willing to go wherever this creep invites her. And then, at the chorus of the fucking song, we also look in the past and we see that Toby Keith was like a, a rock star band guy. And he looked really cool. And he went and talked to the cheerleader. And the cheerleader was like, you're kind of gross. I don't want to talk to you. And then walks away. And that's what we know. And then all of a sudden, future Toby Keith ends up in the middle of the football field like, how do you like me now? Now, now that I'm on my way. There we go. And uh, the rest of the video is Toby tormenting her through teleportation powers as she tries to run out of the football stadium and he, she just, he appears in front of her, stopping her from escaping. And then... Uh, he, the, and then he murders her or something, right? No, what happens then is then past Toby Keith from the 70s appears on the football field with current day Toby Keith because fuck time travel law, and then past woman he loves comes down with future lady he loves, and both of them are being tormented by Toby Keith. Her cheerleading friends show up and start torturing her as well, and then a limo pulls up onto the field, and Toby gets in it with past Toby, and then they leave. <laughs> They actually leave her, like, in this time-warped space now where she cannot escape. Yeah. It's rough, dude. It's really bad. So, oh my god, it's like Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> it is! Which is what leads me to be like, hey, this is a horror film, right? Yeah. And I, okay, I feel like any good horror film, hmm. they need to be paying penance for something they did in the past. Which she is... But I want us to change it, because in the music video, she's paying penance for not being attracted to Toby Keith. Like, that's all she's paying penance for, is the fact that, I believe, if I remember correctly, she rejects Toby, Toby gets mad, breaks into the stadium, and then literally burns her phone number onto the entire football field with call me for a good time above it. So... So fuck, wait, fuck Toby. Toby is just acting like the biggest incel ever. Yes, it's incel Toby. 
Um, so, oh man, here's Twitter's coming down. I can feel it. So, how about this? I think somehow her actions have to get Toby killed, and Toby is now a specter oh. haunting her throughout the rest of the film. It, can it just be Toby like killing himself? Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Toby killing himself. Well, he, I don't... he'll just get in a plane, like what? that one guy. No, 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 no. Here's what it is. We move it to college. They're both juniors. They both recently turned 21. She rejects Toby. Toby gets very mad, and, and he goes to the one place he loves. He loves this bar. And he goes into the bar, drinks himself silly. We get a Detroit Rock City situation where he drives and then kills himself in a drunk driving accident that was caused directly through her actions. Okay. And then even though it's still basically not her fault that yeah, it's he did not. what he did, uh, she's going to be tormented by it because that's basically how a lot of horror, like, Movies happen anyway. I mean, do we want to do something where she ends up killing him somehow? Because I don't like that. Because there's no... Toby's not the good guy. Toby will never be the good guy in this story. Oh, no, he won't. you got to make him evil from the beginning is the problem. Okay, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, the incels are really not going to like this. They're really going to come after us for this one. Um, because how about, like, a week later... She she wakes up, and like all, all she sees is like this big, bright, burning flame. And she's in college on a cheerleading scholarship. I don't know if that's a thing, but she's on it. And she looks out, and the entire football field is just arched in flame. Like it's it is caught massive fire. And so everyone's running down to the football field to see what's happening. She runs out. And it's her phone number written there on the 50-yard line. Not yep. call me for a good time, because I feel like that's too jokey. And this Toby is really evil. So he just writes her phone number as like a creepy, like, I know. I know who you are, and I know what you did to me. Then it's going to be like something really like horrifying. Like insulting, like whore or something like that. Oh yeah, that's I like that even more. I mean, I don't, but I like it because of how bad it makes our character. Um, you mean Toby? It, how bad it just makes Toby as a human, except he's not a human anymore. He's not. He's, he's dead. He's a specter of of haunt coming after her on uh, his way out. Like I feel like Toby should just. Uh, cross some type of like strange mystic who curses him to stay on this mortal coil after his death. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Any ghost has to stick around because they have unfinished business. And his unfinished business in his mind is some is some fucking business time with his lady. And he just, he's not been able to get that business time until this moment. And that's all he's trying to look for is just some good, some good ditto fuck rich. <laughs> So after this, it's basically going to be um, our main female character as she's trying to figure out who's doing this to her. Well, do we do that or do we do a time skip? Because there is a time skip in the movie where, like, maybe this oh. is this is a isolated incident. <laughs> do we get? Do we get? Well, we the, can... <laughs> do we get the guy 
Ghostbusters in on this, and they trapped Toby away for 20 years, only to return on the anniversary of his death. Maybe we can do some Ghostbusters-like thing here. Like, she gets some friends together with a Ouija board, and they find out how to banish the spirit, but Um, it's not permanent. Oh, shit, this is like an it- Volume 1 and then a Volume 2 situation. Toby Keith is Pennywise. (laughs) Yes! I want this so bad! Toby Keith in a fucking sewer crate. (laughs) And like, the main character's little sister (laughs) running down the street. Her boat falls in. How do you like me now? (laughs) It's written in blood on the concrete. How do you like me now? You know how, like, every movie trailer has, like, a creepy song in the background? Mm-hmm. The sequel? Because at this point, this is, like, Toby's been gone for a while. He's been banished, so he's a little bit more old. He's a bit more rugged. And it's, <laughs> I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And then he smiles at the camera. When Toby takes the little sister, it can't be a boat. It has to be she drops she drops her red solo cup. <laughs> yes! No, that's what it is. She is a freshman at the college and oh. she drops her red solo cup from drinking at a party, and then like Toby's hand reaches out and pulls her underneath the earth and she dies. And that's the thing that really haunts haunts the lady. Red Solo Cup. Oh my god, could you imagine that sung by like a children's choir for the trailer? Red Solo Cup. Can he just start killing all of her friends to like distorted Toby Keith songs? Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. And it's gotta, each one has to revolve around the plot of a Toby Keith song. So, like, one of them, um, I mean, we did watch a Toby Keith music video where he straight up. He straight up traps a woman in a cellar and murders her. I forgot about that one. That could just be a rip of the music video. Yeah, it's a rip of the music. Except it's, um, what it is, is she's like the friend who's always complaining about, like, she can't find a good man. She can't find a man. She can't find a man. She finally finds a man. It's Toby Keith possessing the spirit of some boy. And he takes her to the basement and traps her while while he sings whatever fucking song that was. What song is it? Is it Who's Your Daddy? It's not. What the fuck? No. You no, think? I mean the one where he traps someone in the. Oh, wait, no. That's the one with the. You they think, are in the mansion, but there's a lot of dancing. Yeah, you think Toby Keith is bricking up this woman fucking cask of Amontillado style while you hear, Who's your daddy? Who's your baby? Yeah. Um. No, I think that one is, it's the one about him being done. It's like him being done with the relationship or some shit like that. Oh, who's your daddy? Yeah, who's your daddy? I think you should just... He should murder our main character's father to Who's Your Daddy. Oh, definitely, dude. Definitely murders to Who's Your... Okay, now I'm just gonna look up Toby Keith songs, and we're gonna work out murder scenarios to all of them. I am way ahead of you. (laughs) Okay, so... Courtesy of the red, white, and blue. um, Boom, let's do it. I don't want this to be... 
could she have like could she have a brother who's in the military <laughs> and he dies okay, overseas? He's, no, he's on leave and he's coming to visit her. Oh, okay. And then a tank crushes him. I prefer the fact that Toby Keith takes the form of Osama bin Laden and then kills him. And then there's this secondary storyline where the entire USA thinks that Osama's back. Uh, Okay, next. Okay, hold on. If this is the Toby Keith murder musical, let's establish song listings. Um... Obviously, How Do You Like Me Now is our grand finale. That's when he finishes the torture of the woman. Um, The beginning, I guess it's got to be I Love This Bar because this is when Toby dies. (laughs) Yeah. Toby dies when drinking. Um, Let me, is there a, I'm trying to find like a romantic song. Okay, how about this? This is what he tries to get into her business with. It's a little less talk and a lot more action. That's him trying to hit on her at the bar. Doesn't work. Starts getting drunk. Starts singing, I love this bar. Then he dies. Uh, yeah, alright. The first uh, first little girl dies. She dies to Red Solo Cup at the party. Right. Um, I'm trying to find... I'm trying to find the fucking song. Is it sh- You Shouldn't Kiss Me Like This? Is that it? Oh, I know nothing about Toby Keith songs until I see, like see the video the names of them and i'm like oh i remember this one now i do like uh this concept of a like a torture scene where like this is her she falls asleep and she's she has a dream sequence where she sees all of her dead friends and she's worrying about her friends worrying about her friends and then toby steps in and toby's like why don't you ever worry about me you talk about them, you talk about her, you talk about him. But I want to talk about me, want to talk about I, want to talk about number one. Oh, my, God me, my. Damn it. Can we, um, so, as we said early on, she banishes his spirit for a while. Yeah, yeah. Can she learn how to do that from somebody like at the library or just an actual Ghostbuster? Let's just bring the Ghostbuster idea back. Okay. The Ghostbuster tells him how to um, disband the spirit of Toby. Through some kind of ritual. And then when Toby comes back and he starts murdering people, she goes back to this Ghostbuster. And then he says, all right, we'll have to do it again. Except all of the other people who helped banish him in the first place are gone now. Yeah. And it's just her and the Ghostbuster. And he's older. Please. He's he's wise. Please do this. He's, he's not... A, He's not as good as he once was. Oh, okay, that's what you were going to go for. Okay, so we're going to make this all one movie. There's not going to be a sequel. But, now here's the thing. I think... It's going to be a three-hour power jam. Well, well, here's the thing. I don't even think we need to do the, the time skip anymore. I think she finds this old wizened man, who, by the way, definitely played by Willie Nelson. <laughs> Yep. And uh-huh. he's the one who tells her that he ain't as good as he once was, but he can still take out this ghost. And that's when the bombshell's dropped. And the bombshell is this. There was never a Toby Keith. It's always been this dark spirit of incel vengeance <laughs> that he used to be friends with. He was friends with him before he died because they used to be old west cowboys. And that's when we crank in beer for my horses, baby, with both of them getting ready to drink and have fun. Incel cowboys? (laughs) I want to be an incel cowboy, baby! 
Um, all right. I'm co- so we got to. All right, we've talked about it. We've got. We've set everything up. Now we got to go into the end game. Okay. So the end game definitely begins with begins with her going to the football field to confront him. And, mm-hmm. the, like, there's still charred remains of her number on the yard line. Like, they're barely just now growing back grass. And she's sitting there and waiting. And she is baked for Toby Keith. And then she has to watch this horrifying... I don't know why he's the Joker. Uh, he fell into a vat <laughs> of a certain liquid. Of ditto. Of, di- of dittos. And that's why he can teleport, because there's multiples. Um, but yeah, he, he appears in the center of the field and starts singing uh, How Do You Like Me Now? As, like, she starts getting tortured by the spirits of her dead friends. Who Because, once again, let's not forget, in the music video, her fucking cheerleading friends all appear yeah. alongside Toby. They're zombies mm-hmm. uh, taken to his will at this Fuck, I want to make this musical now. I'm getting hyphy for it, baby. This could be the new rock of ages. Uh, can can the after credit sequence just be, like, Ghost Toby Keith and all of his ghost, um, like, new ghost friends just on the bus and singing Wacky Tobacky? Thank you. I was waiting for a Wacky Tobacky work in. Because I, I, I completely forgot about that song until I realized, oh, yeah, that was new the last time we talked about um, Toby Keith. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's your ending, and this is this is where Toby. I, I, I like this as, as almost like a peaceful ending of Toby Keith realizing like she doesn't love me. There's nothing I could do to ever make her lovely love me, and he ascends to hell because he's not going to heaven after what he's done. No, um, that's true. But right before he goes, you see what's happening in his mind. And it is the video, it's like him with his dream girl driving off on a motorcycle, and we play God Love Her, the song, which, uh, let's see, she's a rebel child and a preacher's daughter. She was baptized in dirty water. Her mama cried the first time they caught her with me. And it's all about just like this peaceful love that Toby wanted with her the whole time. And it shows that possibility and then it cuts back to him being just dead on the ground as she's sobbing into sobbing into her own like uh, hands. And then you get to see a quick shot of him in hell, and just so it leaves you with something to feel good about and the fact that he's dead. Well, damn it, I don't want him to. I mean, I guess he has to come off as villainous. He's an incel piece of shit, but like. Mm-mm. But, like, I mean, it, it's not like he had bad intentions. He never had bad intentions. It was like he was a lonely, sad guy who was a little bit delusional and thought he was a rock star, even though he wasn't. He was. Then he got... Re- and then he he murdered a few people. It's fine. He didn't murder them until he died. <laughs> so, to be fair, he wouldn't do anything to you. He hadn't already done to himself. <laughs> so, what's the title? What's the title of the film? Is it just TK? TKO? TKO. That makes it sound like a boxing movie. Yeah. Keith and on. Uh, I love this bar, and that's it. It's just I love this bar is the name of the film. Because that's... Feet Toby Keith. (laughs) I love this bar, the Toby Keith murder musical. The best thing we've ever come up with on this show, I think. God damn. You know what? I love the idea of incorporating the Toby Keith songs, but just little snippets. 
I want the rest of it to be completely original soundtrack written by Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> to get him on the phone. So I was just sitting here just watching the other day, and then a man came in, his name was Tobey, and I said, hey, man, what you doing here? And then he pulled out a guitar and said, you got any beer? <laughs> Whiskey for my beer, horses for my meat. What? I forgot. <laughs> You never heard the Did classic whiskeys for my beer, horses for my meat. That classic Toby Keith standard, horses for my beer, me for my whiskey. With him and Snoop Dogg. Oh, yep. so we've made the greatest modern musical. The thing that pisses me off and the thing that makes me happy this show exists is we would never be able to get Toby Keith to sign off on allowing us to do this. So this is the only place this musical can exist, but God, I wish it would exist so badly. Well, now you can keep it in your memories. Why don't we call Trace Atkins and be like, hey man, can you call up Tobes for us, Tobes McGobes, and see if you can call in a yeah, favor? because we have an in with Trace Atkins. Wait a minute, we've already got an in! We need to call up Larry! Call up old Larry the Cable Guy be like, hey man, if you got Toby Keith's phone number, we've got an idea that he would absolutely love. It involves killing an American soldier, a ghost, uh, alcohol poisoning. Actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure they'd love the idea of killing American soldiers. They're way Whoa! into that. Oh, and Willie Nelson is a ghostbuster. Except he was a ghost the whole time, too. Ooh. Willie wouldn't be into that, so maybe not so I much. think Willie would... You don't think Willie would want to play a fucking dead Ghostbuster? Oh, no, he'd be fine with that. He'd just be like, man, don't kill that soldier. Don't kill that soldier. We're like, no, 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 you you get to avenge him in the end. This is... We kind of just made Ghost Rider again. Except instead of Sam Elliott, it's Willie Nelson. And instead of Nicolas Cage, it's Toby Keith. And instead of Ghost Rider being a good person, he's a fucking psychopath incel. You know what? I'm pretty sure it would be better than the Ghost Rider we got. Whoa! Fucking 12-year-old me kick your ass over that, baby. I loved that movie. Yeah, but 25-year-old 20, you knows what's up. Blake, I have a question. It's not a good movie. I have a question. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I went to see it in several theaters, so that means I paid for this, but did you pay for this? Because... <laughs> I did not pay for it, but I saw it. Oh, baby! I fuck Cat in the Hat! We're gonna be doing Ghost Rider for you paid for this! Hell yes! God except All except right. I'm also gonna have an acoustic guitar and at random intervals through it, I'm just gonna be like, Whiskey for my horse! Beer for me! For my... Beer for my beer! Whiskey for my beer! <laughs> I got a beer on my beer cycle. She was beering in the beer Bible. Toby, what's happened to you? Who's your beer? <laughs> Who's your baby? Who's your buddy? Who's your beer? My favorite is last week I got to go to a few breweries, so I would just walk up to the bar and look over and be like, How'd you like that beer? How's that? How does that thing taste? Is it really hoppy? Is it ale-based? So. We need to end this. Well then, Blake, I need you to do something very important and tell me what was awesome this week. 
I was really sick this week. So my awesome thing is cold medicine. You were very dead. You were very dead at points. Like, we recorded, uh, I think, a few episodes of JXT, a few other things, and on some, I didn't have the audio to be able to edit out your coughs, so there may just be some episodes of shit coming out in the future where I'll be like, hey man, how are you? <laughs> oh, he he did. Oh, Blake did. I've not coughed that bad in a long time, mm-hmm. and so... I'm getting over being dead, and the only thing that kept me awake most days is and, like, not coughing my actual lungs out is several different types of cough syrup. Yeah. What's your, do you have a favorite? Do you have, what's your reviews? I would definitely say that the, uh, like, extra strength mucinex. Yeah. That got me where I needed to be during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't come with any, um... Now, there were some that would have acetaminophen with it as well. Oh, that's so we, good. you'd have Tylenol along with the decongestants. But uh, Mucinex didn't. So I, after that, I'd have a couple of, um, like, Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And then I'd just, like, I'd be good for the rest of, like, the next four hours until it started wearing off. Yeah. Uh, my thing that's awesome this week, it's a little, I don't want to say it's weird because it's just something that logically would happen at this point. But I like being at a point now we're like we've been doing shit for 3 years now which is buck wild to me and like i went to two different meetups for podcasters last week and it wasn't a me walking around and being like hey what what do you do for this or hey how can what can we do for that it was people coming to fucking me this guy the guy who was talking about fucking Comvats and ditto ranches earlier and being like hey what microphone do you use what do you edit for this how do you do so many shows why wow, you do this stuff so good and i'm like y'all don't y'all don't pay attention do you but it's weird feeling like kind of an expert at this point to where i can tell people like hey edit with this export into this make sure to use this do this like kilobyte of kilohertz of whatever it's insane to me also just making moves i know that's i think i've brought this up before but i love making moves in the industry because like uh, a, a podcast i've been a fan of since last september i found them at dragon con radish we've talked about them on the show i'm a guest on radish i think next week i don't know what their schedule is so it may be further on than that but i get to guest on like one of my favorite podcasts which is really dope and then uh we found out recently that fight boys we're getting to do another kind of live show. And y'all can eat a dick. Eat a big old, big old dick. Eat a dick. I won't be there. Me and Dylan are going to be at Fighter Fest in Orlando. So if you guys are going to be at the CEO conference down there, make sure to come hang out. We're going to be doing the Map Mania podcast with Megaran. So it's kind of turnabout being fair play. They guested for us. Now we get to guest for them down at CEO. So make sure to come check that out as well, ladies and gentlemen. But until then, Blake, where can people find you on the motherfucking internet? Not guesting on any podcasts. (laughs) That's for sure. Look, if you want to, and this is not a, this is also my advice for any podcasters listening, just fucking ask. That's all you gotta do. Like, a lot of the, the way I got Mega Ran, I went, hey, Come do this. And he went, okay. The worst people could say is no. Like, for a year, I was joke with Radish. Like, hey, can I be on the show? Can I be on the show? Until one day, they were like, come on the fucking show. I'm like, all right. So, yeah, go do some fucking shows, buddy. 
Can't be the only person putting in the legwork here. Yeah, you can. Look here, motherfucker. <laughs> I can't. I can't be doing. Look, I'm. I can do silly shows, but you can go do the video game shows, the IT game, the the it show. Hey, how, how do you like me? Now? <laughs> I w- now that I'm guesting shows, I want to talk about beer. Want to talk about wine? Talk talk about whiskey and drink all night. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Who's your baby? Who's your podcasting man? I love this show. Like, fucking tell them what your fucking Twitter name is. Jesus Christ. I'm, a, I'm Toby underscore Keith <laughs> at Twitter. <laughs> oh. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. Where it's 90% not me. I just like plugging them because they're my friends. I'm on there sometimes. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O-B-I-L. My books on Amazon, the Quasal Corp Trilogy, BS vs. the Gods. Check that out and check out all the other shows online at a load of purebs.com. And if you want to see other shows that we're on, check out Matt Mania coming up. Check out Radish coming up. Or the Relativity Podcast that I got to guest on last season as one of their voice actors. So make sure to check all that out, ladies and gentlemen. And remember to support us. If you can't do it by picking up merch or by donating, we understand that. Just leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, recommend us to a friend if you've got one that's just as fucked up as we are. Make sure to bang, 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 baby! Uh, Blake, do you have anything that you'd like to say about some important... No, I have something that I need to say about um, the music that you heard at the beginning of our podcast. You'll hear a little bit of it at the exit, I think. It's by Toby Keith. <laughs> This is not by Toby Keith. It is by someone who's actually been on the podcast, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes, on their so- part of their song "Ric Flair" as our intro and outro music. That's and you can go support Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes because they're doing better than us. They're fucking fantastic. I love Tom. He, he was such a great guest. I, w- I want to have him back on eventually. I wish they would come to America just so I could have him at like at Dragon Con, hang out with us or some shit. Yep. Well, come to America and not the time that they went to New Orleans and drank a lot. Yeah, yeah, And, of course, remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next week!